before we get started, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we produce this podcast, the Wurundjeri Woiwurrung people of the Kulin Nation, and pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. Hello, and welcome to another episode of What a Great Punk, podcast by These New South Wales. I'm Jamie, and Todd is not joining me this week because he's gallivanting around Greece like a crazy malacca, like the crazy malacca that he is, walking up hills and probably drinking Greek beers and frappes and stuff, foraging berries. Um, I'm recording this intro, um, so it, because Todd's not here, I, 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 um, I was in Western Australia this weekend and I recorded an episode with Tom Stewart, uh, who's a great friend and has been on the pod a number of times. They're always great episodes. Um, so that's what you're about to hear. We sat in Tom's backyard and... Uh, had a few cold, um, gluten-free stout beers and a great catch-up. So it's, it's going to be a great episode. But I also just want to let everybody know that w- that these New South Wales are dropping a new single this week it's called Bending at the Knee. comes out on Thursday. And um, it would be such a big help to us, apparently, if you would uh, go and pre-save it. The pre-save link is um, you can find on our Instagram. But uh, it's tnsw.co forward slash bending at the knee. And you can see the artwork there and pre-save the song. It would mean the world to us if you did that. It's out on Thursday. There's a really great music video that comes along with it. Can't wait to share it all with you. But uh, for now, let's get into the, the intro song, Catchy Smile by Mark Sinatra, and then get into the chat with Tom. Enjoy the episode. Catchy smile. You got that catchy smile. Stop a while Come back with that catchy smile Come back, baby, we'll fly away Come back, we'll just fly away Together, baby, but don't tell your nonna All right, welcome to another episode of What a Great Punk. I'm joined by Tom Stewart. (laughs) Hello, Jim. Normally, I would say, uh, you know, to give context, Tom Stewart from Methyl Ethyl. You know, like that's what I said back in the day when you were on the pod. Yeah. How long ago was that? Like Probably a year ago was the last time. Yeah. And maybe before that, a year ago before that. Like you were on very early, I think. Yeah. I feel like I was one of the first episodes came back last yeah. year. Yeah. But yeah, those, those days are behind me. <laughs> <laughs> the Methyl era is done. Y- yeah. Yeah. How long has that been done for? Since the start of this year. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so we're talking eight months. We're talking... Yeah, yeah. I think the last thing I did with Methyl was... Talking 32 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Who's counting? <laughs> no, I think the last thing I did was that Like A Version. Oh, yeah. Um, the Avalanches cover. Was that last end of last year? Yeah. I worked yeah. that out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's time to move on to... Greener pastures. Yeah. And speaking of greener pastures, we are literally sitting in your gorgeous backyard in Fremantle. Sorry about the lawn. We don't normally let it go this long. Do you, do you mow it? Uh, Jin normally mows it, but I will probably take over seeing as he's away for three months. Yep. Yep. Okay. It's so, his house. It's more of a landlord duty. There's a couple like... Oh, I know what you mean. Yeah, there's a couple grey areas where you're like, you know, well, that's kind of a landlord Or job. is it the grateful tenant 
Ralph's job. Yeah, well, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> like my door over there, for instance, has got the key broke off inside it. I snapped it off in the lock. Okay. So what's that? Just email Jin about that, I reckon. Yeah, that's a landlord job. <laughs> Sure. Nah, is it though? Or do you just like, because he's away. Jin's, well, for context, Tom lives with Jin and Scarlett and, and Scarlett. Georgia. Yeah. Who are, have all been on the pod. Yeah. Pod yep. alumni. Yeah. Um, but Jin's away for three months at the moment. He is. On tour. He was in Sweden last I heard. But right. So you're going to get him to fix your key, your snapped well, key. Well, that's <laughs> the thing. I don't want to be that guy, but, you know. It's my room. I want to be able to lock it up. Yeah. Uh, Have you else? let him know? Um, no. Oh, yeah, actually I did. Last time he was in town, I mentioned it. Right. And he did endeavor to get it done before he left, but it didn't But what's happen. the process? You just call a, a key person, don't you? Just like yeah, locksmith. a locksmith, which is so expensive. Yeah. Who pays? Well, <laughs> again, it's a bit of a gray area when you live with your mates. No, but is it? Okay, I'm... I'm not going. I'm not going in here. But is it like, if I snapped my key off in my door, oh, you'd call the locksmith. I'd call the locksmith and I'd pay for it, and it'd just be fixed, and I'd, that would be the end of it. Because I don't. I've never met my landlord. In fact, I'm not even on my own lease. Yeah. So my not landlord doesn't know of my existence. I'm just happy to leave it for now, and not lock your door. Maybe see if it's a job that can be done by someone you know. Like see if. Check the phone book if, if you've got any, um, the address book if you have any locksmith yeah. mates that yeah. you didn't know about. Because <laughs> really? there's heaps of people I haven't been in touch with for a long time. Like, there could be locksmiths. They could be by now. Heaps of people would be. You just need a, a, a mate in every trade, don't you? Yeah, how good would that be? Yeah, God. I'm hanging out in the wrong circles. Yeah. Yeah, like one mate's a sushi chef. <laughs> the other mate is a like wakeboarder. <laughs> <laughs> Covers all the bases, really. Yeah. You can just do fun stuff all the time. Yeah. They're not really trades, but... Oh, they are if you're doing it professionally. Yeah, wait. I, I'm a wakeboarder by trade. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a musician, but I'm a wakeboarder by trade. Yeah, by trade. That's what I do. I, it's a, there's a skill set. There's equipment that I needed to buy. My apprenticeship was like eight, like ages from the age of like 11 till nine, like <laughs> no, 18 or 17 or something like that. That's Unpaid. when I started earning cash. Yeah. Shit. Do you do cash jobs on the side? <laughs> yeah, you can do cash uses on the side. Yeah. You got to. Yeah. yeah. Cool. To make it. Yeah. In the wakeboarding game. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, so since, since departing from the, the music industry for a brief hiatus, I've had to get a shit kicking job. Yeah. And it's sign writing, mm. which is technically a trade, but it's one of those trades that's kind of dying because of technology. Right. Like... It used to be this real skillful art of hand painting signs, which actually right. in Melbourne it still is on like Smith Street and stuff. Oh yeah, but hand painting signs. What like on on the on the window of a shop or something yeah. like that? Like um, shop ramen. You'd paint. You'd yeah. You'd paint that. Sure. Would you stencil it? There's so many different techniques. Right. So it used to be like like mostly that kind of stuff, but now it's basically just putting massive stickers on stuff. Right. Okay. And making sure there's no bubbles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Squeegeeing out the bubbles. Oh, yeah. You can squeegee out all bubbles because I have bubbles on. Look, there's bubbles on this sticker on the back of my laptop. Check this out. Yeah, I can fix that for you. Can you? I've got my tools in the car. Sick. I'd love it to be smooth because those bubbles make it look just shit, corny. Yeah. That's like 
the bubble's basically your worst enemy in the sign writing game. <laughs> <laughs> they fully would be a. Like, uh, you cannot leave a only single to bubble. The crease. The crease oh, is yeah. even worse. There's, <laughs> there's no way you're getting the air out of the crease. The bubble in the crease. Yeah. That's what this episode's called. Don't forget it. Yeah, right. Todd, Todd's normally here to write notes. He he loves writing notes during pods. But yeah, he's, he's the guy like, that researches as well. He like gets up on gets up. Yeah, and exactly. Fact checks. Yeah. Um, the bubble and the crease. There we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the bubble and the crease are the the biggest e- the enemies, but the crease is more so an enemy. Yeah, the crease. You basically that's a that's a redo. Oh, and then what does that co- does the comp- does the boss go fucking hell like that sign cost me. Yeah. Like they know that they're aware they're losing money. How much money are they losing when you do a crease? God, I don't know, but I was laminating something the other day and, and I got told that if I fucked up the laminator is like two two grand or something. How did I'd you wind up in this line of work? I don't know. I just really needed a job. And it's quite specialty though. Yeah, it is. <laughs> and that's what I was going to say is it's a three-year apprenticeship. Right. <laughs> now I'm in this position where there's like, there's no way that I want to do an apprenticeship. I don't want to become a sign writer. It's not. Mm. My aspiration to to travel my way up to the top of of this trade, yeah, or this industry, yeah, it's just not for you. Are there passionate sign writers there? Uh, yeah, yeah, but they're kind of you know they're a little bit jaded, right? They they acknowledge that it is a dying trade. Yeah, they go, li- listen, mate. At the end of the day, it's just it's just a sign, and I'm having I'm having trouble reconciling that with myself. It's just a sign. Yeah, well, they have that as well. They do get <laughs> existential once in a while. <laughs> about the signage game but (laughs) the existential sign writer but i have to like yeah bluff my way every day being like they're like yeah so we'll we'll train you up you'll be the guy that does the cars in six months time i'm like yeah in six months time (laughs) because i'm going to be here in six months time yeah exactly yeah um so yeah it's i feel like that's the same with any new job though you kind of have to like it starts off with you and your boss both kind of gauging each other's levels of commitment. Yeah, it really does. And just personalities in general. Yeah. Like I got I got um I got really gauged yesterday when I arrived at work by my by my my, my boss. I've been only working there my um Where are you working? At a at Melbourne wine store. Oh right. Um I've only been working there like and my time perception has kind of been cooked since. I used to pride myself on having a really good perception of time. Like, oh, yeah, that was like eight months ago or that was 2015 or whatever. But now I suck at it. Like, I don't know if I've been working there for two weeks or two months. <laughs> I think it's two months. But um, my boss just sized me up yesterday when I came in. Really? Yeah. Were you late? Nah, I was early. But I, I actually, I had I just bought a pack of Siggies and I ran in there at, 356 yeah. right there's no one in the store it's a qu- pretty quiet bottle shop and he was he was there and I went hey Tony and he went g'day mate I said I'm just gonna have a quick ciggy out the front um, just before I start is that cool didn't need to ask still four minutes right but I just did him the courtesy of just letting him know I was just gonna be out the front kind of thing and he looked at me like a disgusting he, he like he couldn't hide the disdain he's like a he's probably about 60 this guy is a kind of old bloke you know he's a really lovely guy um, just was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And then he looked at my hoodie. I was wearing a hoodie and kind of, and then looked down at my pants. I was just wearing nice Dickies work pants and then looked down at my shoes and I was just wearing He some, looked you up and down. He did. Like looked, all, I saw him just scan me down, like, and then look back in my face and go, yeah, 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 go on. And then I went and had a cigarette. I was like, what's that about? Dude. What's that about? It's just weird, isn't it? 
do you have much to do with him? Is is that one of the first kind of like interactions you guys have had? We I swap over with him on a Thursday, so he wor- he's working during the day by himself, and then I do the night shift. And he's the owner and manager. And um, is love- bi- is business all right? It's it's gone good. He actually just, they just sold it. They sold it. So he's like, got no reason to be pissed off. Nah, it was just a very strange reaction. Very strange. Hmm. I think it was because I got in trouble after my last shift. Uh, I got right. a text message the morning after saying, because there's two owners, this was, this was from the other one, saying, um, did you close last night? Oh, God. What and did I wrote you back do? saying, yeah, what have I done? And he just sent me this picture of all these like empty boxes of booze that he had, he'd like opened all these boxes and restocked the fridges properly because I hadn't restocked the fridges very well. Uh, so he just sent me a big crummy pile of boxes just saying, just had to spend 40 minutes restocking all the fridges like... And was off it. And so Tony also gave me a talking to about that yesterday. Oh, shit. Yeah, so... Like after looking me up and down shit. Yeah, it probably had something to do with it. <laughs> yeah, but actually like... fucked up your It doesn't job. seem like they're connected events to me. No, nah, new shift, new, new like, clean slate. Yeah. Surely. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And like, you get... I feel like you get three strikes. It's like I've been... I start at eight o'clock most days and I rocked up. I usually rock up like maybe at the latest three minutes past eight. Yeah. And this, there's a guy that's <laughs> the funniest thing about the like not really wanting to progress in this industry is that there's a guy there who like, you know, he's probably like been songwriting for 16 years. He's pretty staunch. Um, and he like somehow has the idea in his head that I like look up to him and that I like, you know, admire oh, him and yeah. like, you know, like, oh, he's uh, like a bit of a father figure or something. Do you help him with that idea? Like- no, I don't. I gave him no, he, he treats me like, I'm a 28 year old man, but he treats me like I'm a 16 year old apprentice. Yeah. Who like, you know, is just doing it to get experience or something. Bro, when we met, weren't you 23? Yeah, probably. You fucking were. When did you turn 28? February this year. That's nuts to me because... Again, I reckon this is pandemic related. Yeah, because you lose. We lost two years there. They we're just, living in the same city for two years, and we didn't even hang out. Yeah. And now all of a sudden you're 28. That is wild. 28. Yeah. But I feel like I'm 26. Mm. How old are you again? 35. But I feel like good. I'm 32. <laughs> I feel like I'm 32. No, I feel like like in some ways in my 20s in my in like my mental state. Some ways. Yeah, God, I don't even know what I'm supposed to feel at a certain age. Like I don't age to me like the years fly by. I'm not I actually probably had my first age crisis when I turned 27. I was like, "Oh, actually that's over like the hill, late 20s." Yeah. But I've always been like the young gun in my like circles that I've been a part of for like yeah since i was 16 i've always hung out with older older people yeah. and now i'm like the old guy yeah you're not the, yeah you're, okay yeah did, did you do the thing i did this what i think i had a similar thing around 27 28 it was like probably actually 28 because it's like 27 has a bit of a charm to it but 28 is just damn near to 30 yeah but then i was like you've still got two years to get 30 though that's like that did, did you do that you're like oh, i've still got three years till i'm 30 yeah yeah that's yeah. how you that's how you justify we've got a real fear of getting older don't we yeah, I've not. I've never felt it until kind of recently, but you, yeah, I don't. I don't think you do until you're like until you're dead. at least twenty five, <laughs> right? 
What the fuck? Wow, that's a big crow. That's an omen. That's an <laughs> that omen. crow's been lurking around, which is bad because it means all the other birds are too scared to come in here. True. Crows are majestic, beautiful beasts, aren't they? I don't know. I can't remember if we spoke about this one time when I was on the pod, but like... I always ask people what bird they would most like to punch. Punch? Or yeah. like if you could have a, f- a crack at any bird. Yeah. What I feel like we might have spoken about it though. I don't think so. <laughs> you don't think? But yeah, crows, like they are cool, but their cartoon eyes kind of freak me out. They got like Spongebob eyes. Oh. Just, you know, white, white with a black dot in the middle. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like just, those like stick-on eyes. Yeah, yeah. Googly eyes. So you just like to punch a crow on the face. Well, I don't know if it's a crow. I think seagulls are up there. <laughs> like, I'd love a seagull. To, and the way I envision it is a seagull's like f- coming down on you, flapping in your face. Oh, yeah. Just above head height. And just like coming in with a big backhand slap. <laughs> <laughs> just wear like across the chest and neck sort of yeah, region. Yeah, and just flooring it. <laughs> but then... <laughs> <laughs> but then you think more and you're like oh like a um like a right hook to an ostrich would you'd see some serious recoil in the neck and it would, that'd be kind of cool too <laughs> and i'm actually a huge bird lover don't get me wrong i'm just saying like uh, when so a seagull's funny. lurking around and you're yeah. eating chips the ostrich <laughs> the head going to the side is great. It's great what would imagery. Yours be? Well, I don't know, but I I did have a sausage roll snapped from my fingers by a kookaburra <laughs> recently, <laughs> and uh, it, was, it wasn't recently. It was probably like eight months ago. <laughs> Still holding the grudge, though. Well, it just it really took me by surprise, and there were signs around the place saying, "Careful of the kookaburras, like they'll snatch it out of your hands." <laughs> <laughs> and I was just sitting there and it just like, there was just a clap, like a clap of thunder and my sausage roll was just gone. That's like, that'd almost be socially acceptable here as well because they're kind of, the normal kookaburras are like introduced in WA. All right. <clears throat> they're not, but they've been here for so long that it's kind of just accepted. But yeah, you c- could probably get away with like, just slapping sh- a kookaburra. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I don't, I didn't have, I don't have a desire to, Punch kookaburra. If I'm going to answer that honestly, the most annoying bird, like, um, it's probably just like a, like maybe a like a pit like a pigeon, but no, it's not even that. I haven't. I, I don't know if I have one. I, I don't want to answer unless it's an honest one. That's fair. You know, spend some time thinking about it. Yeah, maybe it'll come to me. Yeah, I'm sure there's a there's a bird out there. Yeah, even like slapping a pelican's wet beak. Would be <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just oh, a gentle slap. I saw the best video recently of a um, pelican being rescued from um, having it had fishing wire wrapped around it, and um, it was just it was the best. Do you follow any of those? Do you, are you on Instagram? Yeah, you are, aren't you? Yeah, I just never see you on it. At Motswater. Yeah, that's right. Of course, I just never see you on it. Yeah, we don't interact I, on not, Instagram. You're not active on it. I haven't been active on it yeah. for a long time. And you weren't, like you, you had a different account before, Moth, we've talked about this on pod, but you had a different account before Mothswatter and you deleted it. Yeah. Like not just deleted the app, but deactivated the account. Yeah, completely destroyed it. I didn't Got rid of all your followers because you had heaps of followers. Not heaps, but more than I do now. But yeah, I'm just, I'm actually pretty shit at 
posting and I don't feel like I got a lot to say a lot of the time. I agree with you, man. I like the stories though. Yeah, stories are better. Yeah. But I, I agree with you. I, I don't, um, I don't know. Some people might f- find this surprising because maybe they perceive me to post a lot, but I don't think, I think as I've gotten older, I've become less interested in like posting pictures on Instagram in the last couple of years anyway. You're pretty good at using yours as like a promotional thing though. Yeah, I think so. But some people like that as some people like the personal interaction and and stuff. I think like it's it's nice to strike a balance because seeing just promotional shit on Instagram is boring as hell. But I do post a lot of that. Yeah, I went and like purged and unfollowed most bands that I was following because I was just like I just got sick of seeing gig posters and yeah, it kind of sucks. But I figured if I wanted to check it out, I'd go look at the page fully. Yeah. Yeah, it's always there, isn't it? You don't have to follow it. Yeah. If you're listening, just unfollow like us. Every Who band. cares? Like, you don't need to. See, it's like we'll always be there. Yeah, just check in. Like, if you're like, oh, I would love to see when this band's playing a gig, and look up their name. I actually love that mindset. It's actually inspiring to me because I do a purge every now and then. But you know what? It creeps up so quickly. I'll get it down to like following 600 people, and then I'll, I wake up next Tuesday and it's 900 again. Really? Yeah. There's such a like a huge emphasis on being a content creator as well when you're a musician as well. Yeah, like, I'm over that. Just yeah, they're like, oh, you got to put something up. Just get something on the socials, just so people can see it. I don't yeah. like that. I don't like that. Well, I'm just gonna do like a photo of me at the petrol station with everyone when we're on tour, like filling up the car, because that's like all that's going on. Yeah. No, oh, you got to have like photos in the bank. You got to have content in the bank. Yeah. All right, thousand dollars for a press shoot. Yeah. No thanks. It's it's um, it's it's it is exhausting that stuff. I actually, it's so funny you bring that up because I was kind of thinking about it today without even registering that I was thinking about it. You know, when have, you're just just like on sort of on your mind. Have you done a post for your gig tonight? Yeah, I have. But I just reposted other. Oh no, I did a post when I landed. Yeah, took a photo on the plane. So you're good at Wowie. it. Wowie. Yeah. See what I mean. <laughs> Just the wing of the plane just with in Perth, the, Perth City in the in the habit. background. Yeah, exactly. Um, just in the habit of it. Just you on a plane with a mask covering half of your face. I had a mask. Yeah. I had a mask on. I sat next to a baby on the plane today. How's that? Um, I, I really cursed him under my breath when I got on the plane and saw that I was sitting next to a baby. Like I said, fucking hell. Yeah. Um, because I'd already had a bit of a shit airport experience. Like Melbourne airport has just like changed their shit like since last time I was there which was last weekend um and like you no longer check in and then go to the right down the escalators oh what into the lounge you now go left and into the other terminal and then go through a massive security section and then walk back into the terminal to go to the lounge that's so annoying it was pretty shit and security also um you know when it's going down the like your bags coming out of the scanner and then it gets put into the naughty lane? Yeah, I hate that. All both t- two of my bags got put in the naughty lane. It's because you had like electrical equipment in I it. know, but I always go through Melbourne Airport and it's just not an issue. So it's like this new security thing. They didn't even used to have the naughty lane, I don't think, in Melbourne Airport. They just say, What's in this? And you go, microphone, they go, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do they still, is the oversize still in the same spot where you like check in and you 
go around the back of the counters. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's um slightly more of a like corridor now. It's less open plan though. You've kind of got to go. Yeah, they've altered it a little bit, but it's in the same spot. Hashid is wearing a mask on the plane. I know why it's why it's necessary, but yeah. it's so hard to breathe. You know, I've hated it every time I've done it, except today. Really? I kept it on the entire time. It was fine. I think it's because I was sitting next to a baby and I'm terrified of babies because they make you so sick. Yeah, they're little disease vessels. And I was like, I sat down and I was like, oh, the baby kept looking at me and smiling. It was such a friendly, affectionate baby. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. You lucked out. But And I turned to engage with the baby and I was immediately put off because it was just like snot encrusted all around its moustache. It had like a Homer Simpson like snot. Um, go to, you know, and I was just like, no, nah, I can't engage. No. And then like there was one point, like this baby really wanted eye contact. Like it kept on looking at me and smiling and laughing and stuff. It was a oh, real nice baby. So enticing. And didn't cry, which is amazing from Melbourne to Perth. No crying. Oh yeah, it's like three and a half hours. That's a cool baby. Fuck. Just needs a bit of a wipe up. Yeah, a little bit of a wipe up. And but you know, then it was it was sitting next to me. She was sitting next to me. And she was sucking on this like thing and then she'd like kind of grip it in her gums and like pull and then it would, you know, she, like she'd grip it and then play <laughs> tug of war with herself, you know, with her hands and her mouth. Yeah. And when she'd do that, it would flick spit across, across my way. Yuck. And I was so grateful that none of it went in my eyeball or in my mouth or on my face. I've heard of that. Babies coughing in people's eyes. That's, I think I told you this. Yeah, maybe it was you. It, so I, gross. I spent the night hugging the toilet, that really. <laughs> I was absolutely like I've never been so sick in my life. So that's why I was also enjoying keeping my mask on. I was like, this is essential right now. Yeah. I just remembered, <laughs> this is pretty, pretty devo, but when I... One time I flew back from Melbourne with a mask on and I'd just like been moving back to Perth basically after a breakup and I was crying the whole flight wow. into the mask. And it was just like a <laughs> snot rack. So I was, I was like that baby. <laughs> it would have been so gooey in there. All the tears so just gross. going down into the mask and tears. the snot coming out. Yeah. And the spit. And just pooling right above your bottom lip. Oh my God. <laughs> Dude, you had to do that flight just after a breakup. Yeah. That's so sad. It's all right. Is that I'm the Willy stronger. Wagtail you're talking about? No, I, th- I think that's another one. Well, you can tell them apart? I think like... That's a beautiful bird, the Willy Wagtail. There's another one that's moved in since the other one left that's kind of a bit more timid. Okay. Because the other one would seriously just fly right down and sit on your knee. Oh my God. You're holding your phone and it'll sit on top of your you phone. You trained it to do that? Yeah. How? I just like it was always lurking around in the yard and then I like pulled up some grubs from the lawn oh you like fed worms. it yeah because you can feed them like as long as it's um grubs or yeah you know, fucking feed it a grub shit that they would normally eat yeah and then I like went to the pet shop and got some um mealworms because they love them mealworms yeah you know like did you ever it was like a a school thing for me where we had to like make a box of mealworms oh, or some shit. And you had they, to cultivate they them. Evolve into beetles, basically. Right. But you can get them at the pet shop and you feed them to birds. Mm. Willy wagtails love them. Apparently, magpies don't mind them. And they, um, 
yeah, it just I kind of just started training it by giving it a grub once in a while. Oh, that's a and great, then holding the ingenious. grub out on my hand and it would start flying onto my hand. And then seriously, it got to the point where everyone else in the house is like actually pissed off at me that this bird was here every day coming into our room. <laughs> like it flew into our room and got a um, flying ant that was flying around. Mm. And yeah, it would just basically sit on the back table and harass us until we fed it. So we kind of like weaned it off a bit. Oh, yeah. You don't want to overfeed them. I did that with the cockatoos. Like I was feeding them every day. That's right. You got the cockatoos. And then like five or six would come like five or six at the same time on they the balcony. Talk. Yeah, they talk and they, they were, they were, they're awesome. But you know, it's just, it's a lot. And also you start to feel guilt when they're there and you're not feeding them. Yeah. That feels bad. So it's, the weaning off process is hard for both parties. It is. Yeah. I had like five days where I was away as well and felt kind of a little bit guilty, but basically I haven't seen it in like two weeks. So I've chased three cards, like three cats out of the backyard. Hmm. Because I'm worried that they're going to get it. And you think they might have already? Did you I say think they might have got it. Really? Well, Wouldn't you have seen feathers and you might have seen a, a carcass? Yeah, maybe. They're so, yeah, they don't go very far, the wagtails. They're territorial. Right. So you'll never see them like hanging out together either, really. Right. But yeah, that other one seems to have, maybe maybe it's time to train up a, another one. Yeah. <laughs> Dig up some grubs. And when all the housemates were like, oh, like it's so annoying it won't stop chirping at me and stuff I'm like well you're gonna miss him when he's when he's gone yeah and they do yeah of course it's a lovely thing to have come visit there's a, there's a galah as well there's lots of birds around here lots of good birds some honey eaters galahs I love galahs me too and I love cockatoos you're pretty lucky to have they're amazing. had that experience they're really cool I, I tried to pat some of them would eat from your hand really gently but others would like just grab your finger, you know? So like I stopped f- hand feeding them. I tried to sort of pat them on the head a couple of times, but they just kind of went open their beak and like looked aggressive. <laughs> I would have loved to have been able to pat it. Like, scratch its neck. Yeah, that the wagtail was like so, so chill by the end of it. Like you'd sit on your shoulder, you'd give him a little scratch on the belly. That's so nice. And then like, you, you you just see his head dart from left to right, and you'd see a bug in the corner, and just like watch watching them fly after wow. an ant or something flying out. It's so sick. I want to take a right turn and um go back to the guy that thinks that you look up to him. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot to finish that story. Um, yeah, he's so funny. He's like checking checking the clock every time I come in, and um, like. He will show me how to. He he won't show me how. I actually razzed him for this the other day. I was like, "Your problem is you don't, you don't show me how to do stuff. You like let me do it. Watch me fuck it up so that you can razz me for it." Oh, you said that? Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. But now the thing is, I've shut him down a few times in the last day or two, and now he thinks we have this banter thing going oh. on, and he's not. You know, oh fuck, I hope they don't listen to this because they probably, they might find it. But anyway, he they thinks won't. we've got this rapport and that I always dance that line. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Um, if they do, they do. You're speaking the truth. You're speaking your truth. Yeah. I nearly said to him yesterday, I had to hold my tongue. I was, I was going to say, when are you going to learn that being a massive prick doesn't make me work any harder or faster? Yeah. I'm saving that one for yeah. for Monday. <laughs> It's, look, I think that's a good message to to say to a boss. Like I, again, I'm going to cut in here. We'll come back to it. But I had an experience when I was working at JB 
where um, I just started there and then the store managers changed over and the dude that came in was just a dick, just an absolute dick, a lifer and a dick. <laughs> and um, one day I came in and I was on time, I was early and he just like made this really like rude gesture, like pointed at something like, oh, that's right. He pointed at the sign-in sheet. Like I just walked in and he went, and I went, what? He went, and like aggressively pointed <laughs> at this thing. It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to sign in. And then he turned around. There was no good morning. There was no anything. It was just pointing at the sign-in sheet, like sign in, sign in. And I was like, yeah, I was going to sign in, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Why does he want you to sign in so bad? Like as soon as you sign in, you're getting paid. Yeah, I don't know. It's just some, just the most rude, like when you've got up in the cold and you've like rocked up at a job that you don't like anyway. Yeah. And the, the you know, how hard is it to say, morning, mate, hey, make sure you sign in. I'm worried about people not signing in or whatever he was worried about, just to point at it like that. And I like pulled him aside later on and was like, hey, um, like I'm a 33-year-old man or whatever I was at the time. And like I just don't need to be spoken to like that in a casual job. Like I just don't need to be. So just watch the way you speak to me. Like treat me with just some human decency. Say good morning when I arrive, you know. What did he say to that? He said, thank you so much for pulling me up on that. I appreciate it. Really? I'll, I'll, I'll do better. Yeah. Oh my God. He handled it like a boss. But That's then, you know, great. But then what we were like faux call. chums for a while. Like he'd come around and go, hey man, how's how the weekend? You play any shows? No. Like, yeah, he's like, oh, how was it? Good turnout or? what? what Tell me this. What's your favorite venue to play? <laughs> My son's a musician. Yeah. You guys could get together and jam sometime. Yeah. So that, that was awkward as well. Like our relationship was like better from there on, but it felt like he was not acting naturally anymore. He was... How good's that when you like call someone out like that and they just, they actually, it, it's exactly what they need. Well, I have respect for him now. Yeah. At least. I did that when I was in year 11 and I made a film in my media class and my, oh, I, I still feel like I, I've told you this story as well. Yeah. Um, and basically the teacher didn't say anything to me. He was this really funny, like eccentric Irish guy. Right. And he um, didn't say anything to me until we had a parent teacher interview and my folks were sitting there with me and him and he just, razzed me in front of them and was like, oh, Tom made a total mockery of the, the assignment that I gave him, which was a cooking show. We had to film a cooking show. Right. And we made ours a bit interesting, you know, we were all performing, we were like being characters and right. stuff. And we, but we like shot it like a cooking show. Yeah. It was fine. It was just a bit, well, you know, left fun. the field. Sounds like the best one. Yeah, it was the best one. Yeah. He didn't tell me that he hated it or whatever and then called me out in front of my folks. I was like, he made a total fucking mockery of this and like he's taking the piss and I stood up and called him a cunt did you and walked out of the parent teacher interview wow. and after that <laughs> I just walked home and then had media first period the next day wow and rocked up there and we were just like best buddies <laughs> we loved it what did your parents say they were just like oh I'm staying out of this one yeah wow that is so funny. What did he want you to do? Like, hey guys, we're going to make a cheese toasty today. Like, not just any cheese toasty though. This yeah. is a special one. We've got some sea salt from such and such. Make a serious cooking show. 
Yeah, exactly. We and the we did all that stuff, but we also had an intro where it was like a car chase where one of the one of the characters was, was like this, you know, no good no good Nick. Right. Who was robbing a grocery store and then he runs out of the store and I pull up in a Mustang. I've borrowed my dad's Mustang. There you go. You like went to effort to make this production. Exactly. And like the there's a big car chase tripping. and a chase down and then we're both like the chefs cooking the different meals. Like he was doing the, the pizza entree, I was doing the Pavlova dessert. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was great. And yeah, my media teacher and I got on swimmingly after that. Did you edit it? Yeah. Sick. But it's been lost. It's on a, It's on one of those, you know, when your hard drive breaks and yeah, that kind of shit. It's like that, $500 to get repaired. That sucks, man. I got a bunch of things that I made as a kid. Well, like, yeah, when I was little that I don't have access to anymore, which I really wish I did. Name one. Barefoot Burglars 1, 2, and 3. <laughs> Three little movies, like... 10-minute movies. That is sick. They were awesome. Made, made them with my mate Brent Glennon, Mudder Pooper, um, when uh, we were like, I don't know, somewhere around 12 or 11 or something like that. Nice. Yeah. I also was a budding filmmaker at that time. What's that? I was a budding filmmaker. Yeah. Around 11 and 12. It's, it's, it's yeah. That, that's um, <clears throat> super interesting. I really relate to that. Like we must have just got real inspired by watching like sick movies and thinking like, I want to make those. I think I was just living in Kalgoorlie and not having much to do. <laughs> and we had, I had some illegal firecrackers. So I just made a film of me blowing up all my toys basically. Sick. But I had a plot. That's cool. Yeah. How fun. Do you still want to make films today? You made your own film clip for Moth Swatter. That's right. And you just, I, I was amazed to hear that you made that yourself because the production quality just is so good and you said you fucking shot on an iPhone by yourself basically. Yeah, Lyndon was there. Lyndon helped with some shooting. David, my brother, helped with some shooting. Shout outs, David. Is that Buckland who's playing tonight? That's Buckland yeah. who's playing the show with you tonight. Nice. Yeah. Shout outs, David. Um, but yeah, and Lyndon helped big big time with the editing for sure. But yep. it was mostly just, yeah, iPhone on a tripod and trying to um, make the most of this sick house that David was living in at the time. Yeah. So cool. Yeah, it was, it was a bit of a 80s Coke palace. Oh, the house, yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's oh, bad. yeah, but the clip's cool too. Oh, it's so good, dude. It's so good. Yeah. It's a fun thing to do to make movies and shit when you're a kid. I used to love doing that. Uh, I wish I could see this Barefoot Burglars. Can you give I us a I wish I could show synopsis? you, man. It was just about these two... Um, Barefoot burglars who would just rob the same house every time. And there was one guy that lived there and he'd be like, oh, no. Like in Barefoot Burglars too, he was like. Not again. Not again. Yeah. And they both had, um, yeah, it's unfortunate it's a podcast, but they both had um, faces like this. Like cat bum mouth. Right. And so we spoke like this and we called that the stingy face. Like they, they had the stingy face. And um, yeah, they popped up out of bins and shit and like. Oh man, these guys sound nasty. Yeah, they were they were nasty. What kind of stuff did they burgle? Just um whatever they could get their hands on. Right. You know? Um but yeah. Okay, hang on. We've skipped away from the story about your I don't think the that, guy that I you think look that up was to. it. I think oh, it was that just, it? yeah, I think it was a rough comment on him, yeah, having this idea that I respect him. Oh yeah. Or like wanna wanna like you know, follow in his footsteps. Yeah. Yeah, he's alright though. Yeah. 
it's really, it's such a hard balance when you work in a job and there's people who are like really passionate about what you do and you kind of have to give them the impression that you care about it so as not to hurt their feelings. Yeah. And so as not to get fired. Yeah. They could probably get an apprentice who's like super keen to become a sign writer. Yeah. But I guess I'll just keep acting my way through it until the day comes where... I was so I was gonna quit today. I was gonna call the boss on pod <laughs> and quit. Well yeah? But did you think you might no, do that? I'm chickening out, yeah. Oh. I thought that'd be funny. You're gonna quit? So what would you go to though? Nothing. For yeah. now. Yeah. But there's not there's work around if you just gotta yeah. look for it. Yeah. I never look hard enough. That's my problem. Yeah, because you don't care enough, and neither do I. Exactly. Like I always get the job that's closest possible to my house for starters. Like the bottle shop I work in, dude, it takes me I'm not exaggerating, no more than 30 seconds to get there. That is so good. On foot. But is it far away enough that if you, you know, say you're feeling sick and you don't want to work, but you're actually doing something else, would the boss come out the front and see you? Nah, nah, nah. So I I live in the street behind the shop and then when you take the bins out at night, you go back out into the back alley and leave the bin and then cross the road and I'm in that apartment building and I'm also tucked away at the top. Perfect. of Of the castle, you know. So like I can hide. You're on the easy. top floor. You're in the penthouse. Yeah, but but you know like um, it's it is a little bit like when I'm walking around in my pajamas, which I often do. I'm a bit like oh, I hope I don't run into my boss. Right. You wear your pajamas out of the house. Well, I'm wearing them now, to be honest. Oh. Just well, a hoodie. You sleep in, in style. <laughs> yeah, I do actually. The sneakers as well. I take the sneakers off before bed. Right. But everything else basically stays on. I just got really into wearing track pants during the pandemic and I just have not um, come out of that. Yeah, that's fair enough. Don't I, you think? I bought an Adidas tracksuit in the pandemic as well. A new one? Because you had one. <clears throat> I had a, I've got like a maroon one from yeah. Kuala Lumpur. That, I remember that. You met Nick Cave while wearing it. Yeah, that one. <laughs> so it's, I guess it's got that. That going for it. But this, the legs are a bit short. Mm. I don't like wearing short legged and they kind of, are those ones that get a bit thin, they kind of taper towards the bottom? All the new track pants taper. Yeah, and I, I can't like do it. it. I can only buy them um, vintage because they used to be all straight leg. Yeah, you got some big flaps on that one. On yeah, those, these, those. these ones are big flapped, big flapped um, Adidas track pants. Let's see, I got these. F- this is my first pair of Adidas sneakers. Oh, true. Guess ever. Like, oh, sick. Just They're black superstars. That's actually a good, um, good call on the sneaker, actually. Yeah. Well, George got them for me, but they're like. It's so comfy. I've never been a big sneaker freak. Yeah. I've got one pair of like spring courts. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah, you're usually in the boot or the Yeah. Or the, the formal shoe sort of thing. The loafer, the boot. Yeah. Um now that I live in Fremantle, the Birkenstock every now and then. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. I feel like that's on brand. But I'm not one to do crocs either. I know there's a market for it. and There is. I've got a pair of Merrells. You know those ones? They're the ones without the holes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're really sick. I'd, I like them like really for their functionality on a day where you're maybe going for like a little bit of a bushwalk down to a creek or to the beach or something like that, you know? I didn't realize they're, how light they were. They're so light and yeah. you can walk through big puddles. Like if you're going down the beach, you can just walk through the puddle in them and that's really nice. But you can't put your... Um, Jizz bits in them, or whatever they're called. I beg your pardon? You know, the, the plug <laughs> things that you put in your crock holes? Oh, you can put the little, like, yeah, the yeah. little diamante. Yeah, there's like jizz little bits. jizz bits, I think they're called. 
Sick. No, you can't. I don't think you can. Right. Not to my knowledge. But they, they're great for functionality, but I, I, they feel a bit loud for me to wear out right. on a daily basis, I'd say, because they're blue and orange. Is this the fit you're going to wear for your show tonight? Well, I'm actually um, trying to work that out. I was right. actually going to ask your opinion. I would love to help. Yeah, because I have, I brought like just my dickies and just like a black button up shirt. Work pants because you're working. Yeah. But I also am wearing my trackies and I, I don't mind wearing my trackies on stage, but sometimes I, f- I feel like they remind like seeing trackies like kind of makes you think of cum tissues or something. Yeah. Like some guy that's just been <laughs> masturbating all day. <laughs> Do you have know you what I mean? No. Right. No, I've just been talking yeah, to we, babies on planes, mate. Yeah. <laughs> the opposite. Yeah, exactly. Eating um, a chicken Caesar sandwich. They're pretty good. Like They don't have any um, little linty bits. You know, when you sleep well, in your trackies, you, know you get the little lint they, balls? They kind of do here. Oh, yeah. I just noticed They're that. gathering there. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. That's the cum tissue bit, I reckon. You know, where you're like, oh, that's it. Maybe we'll get the lint roller out and we might be able to sort you. Sort you got you a out. lint roller? Of course you do. Surely there's yeah. one around here. Um, but I also brought some different track pants, just all black, and they're like a, I think that the, the um, material's Teflon, so they're not like cottony like this. They're like kind of board shorty almost. Cool. Um, and uh, and then I'm just wearing a, like a black t-shirt under this, which I'll probably keep on. Maybe a hood if it's cold. But you know, I'm so over my wardrobe, dude. I can't stand it. So am I. I feel Are like you? I need a like overhaul. Yeah. Maybe we should just swap. You how much yeah. have you got in your suitcase? Not heaps, not heaps. Enough to last you three days. Yeah, God, I I feel like I've been wearing this like this jacket. I got it at an op shop when I was sixteen. <laughs> That's going back a ways. That's yeah, twelve years I don't, old. I don't, I hold, I've realised I've been holding on to half this stuff for like ten years. Yeah, well, it, matter of fact, I think I've been wearing these track pants for about ten years. Oh, then the lint factor is pretty good. Yeah, they've held up. Yeah. Like they're regularly washed and shit, but they're also just quality. But washing sometimes brings on the lint. Oh yeah, that's true. Like drying as well. Yeah, I just hang dry them. But have you not been buying clothes? No, I don't like, I reckon I buy myself something new and nice maybe once a year. Yeah, I feel the same, dude. It's not good enough. It's not, we deserve better than that. Yeah. I just can't stand the sight of myself in the mirror at the moment. I'm like, oh, every photo, every time I look in the mirror, it's just like the same old clothes. Man, I'm in the exact same position lately. It's shit. What do we do? Well, you need to buy new clothes, but it's really hard. Like, it's not through lack of trying for me. Can you get a grant to buy new clothes? You should be able to. You should. You should be able to. In this business. In this business, definitely. Yeah. Because you need clothes. You need to feel fresh and it's... And sometimes I just don't. Yeah. The crazy thing is you've probably never seen me wear this outfit. I haven't, no. But so Your maybe it feels pretty. new to you. Yeah, exactly. But to me, this is my pajamas, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta wear it t- tonight. You're sleeping over. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sleeping over here. Sick. Which is fun. Been a while since I've been on a sleepover. Shout outs to Scarlett for letting Jamie sleep on the couch tonight. Thank you so much, Scarlett. Appreciate it's her couch. it. It's really nice. It's it's long enough to, to house me and that's I'm 6'5", so... This house is so good. You're 6'5"? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This house rules, man. Yeah, it's great. So Scarlett and Jin own this? They do. Nice. They're proud homeowners as of start of... Oh, halfway through this year. Wait, that's now. It's got a little, like, spiral (laughs) staircase out the front and you can go up onto the roof. Yeah, they put that in. Oh, did they? Yeah. Nice. The outdoor shower is a great feature as well. Oh, the outdoor shower is an amazing feature. Yeah. 
So that's uh, just where you shower exclusively. You don't go in the house for a shower. Well, the pressure on that one's so much better. Oh, okay. So and that's it's a better shower, even if it's like raining, raining outside. Yeah. Icy cold droplets of rain falling on your naked body. Yeah. It's fine in the outdoor shower. When that it, is so sick. I love that. Yeah. That's great. Outdoor toilet's always great. Bit of privacy. Oh, where's that? That's that little offshoot there. Oh, true. Okay. Sick. But I'll, you can sleep in the in the big house tonight. All right. Nice. Yeah. In the big house. Yeah. Sick. VIP. Yeah. yeah everyone's gone. Like, there's only been maybe four, like a month out of this year where all four of us have been here. Is that right? Because everyone's a rock star. They're everyone's on tour. on tour. That's wild. That's wild, hey. Yeah. Do you like having the house to yourself? Yeah, it's great. Yeah. I like it when everyone's home as well. Yeah. There's, there's always, yeah, it's a slightly different dynamic every every uh, combination. Yeah. But it's, they're all good. They're yeah, all good yeah. dynamics. We're all old friends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's sick. Shout outs to Scarlet and Jin for uh, cutting me such a sick deal on the rent. Shout outs. <laughs> um. Yeah, so, okay, do you reckon, what's your, your, is your first instinct I should wear trackies or dickies? I reckon the dickies. Yeah. 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 What other shoe options did you bring? Um, just a pair of docks. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I've got the TNs and the docks. What do you reckon, TNs or docks? I reckon docks with the dickies. Docks with the dickies. But then playing in docks, I'm just not loving the idea of. No? No. Have you not done it yet? I haven't been wearing, I've just been wearing these shoes exclusively for so long to everything. They'd still look good with the dickies. Yeah. They're ugly TNs, eh? I found the ugliest ones I could find. Is that, see, like I said, I'm not a big sneaker guy, so are they sought after, the TNs? Their reputation is that they're like traditionally like um, lad uh, eche eche. shoes. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I remember them in the 90s always thinking they were the fucking sickest shoes. They are cool. It's yeah. like for someone who doesn't really get it, I would wear them. I'm not big into shoes, to be honest. No? But I, no, I'm not. I don't like, I wouldn't be like, oh, that's a... Well, I would with some select shoes, but I don't like... You know, there's real sneakerheads who are like, oh, yeah. I've got these shoes and these shoes and, and stuff. And they don't wear them? Yeah. Yeah. I just like, I saw this pair of shoes and was like, I'll take them. And now they're just, I love these shoes. The best shoes I... The best deal I got on some shoes recently was I got some secondhand Gucci loafers. Oh, dude. Wow. But I got them for 250 bucks. Wow. Good size? Yeah, they, they're a little bit tight. Yeah. But I just got thinner socks. Yeah. But yeah, you don't normally find a secondhand pair for less than $500. Are they like brown? Dark no, brown? They're, they're black. They're, they're black. black. Like horse bit ones. Oh, wow. Classic. Oh, man. I'll show, you, I'll show them to you later. You'll never, um, you'll never lose those. They'll be with you forever. You're right. That's, an, that's a lifelong pair of shoes. Yeah, and I didn't have to spend a thousand bucks. Two fifty is amazing. So is that like a quarter of the price of what they would have been, or maybe maybe even less? Yeah, maybe even less. Yeah, I don't have Facebook, so like my friend sent it to me through Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, I feel like I'm missing out by not having Facebook just because of the marketplace. <sighs> yeah, marketplace is good. Yeah, that's that's what I was going to say. Like, I think in order to get new clothes, you need to get online because for me, retail in Melbourne's been so difficult to find shit at. Have they all shut down? No, they just, they never have anything that I like gel with. I go looking a lot and I'm always just like, oh, whatever. 
what kind of stores do you go to? The, the vintage recycle boutiques? Go to a couple of those. Yeah, there's one right near my house actually. One called Good Buys. Right. Um, which is, is sick and they've always got great shit in the window. You know, you're like, oh, the window gets you in. Good window dresses, but there's never really anything in there. You know, like the last few times I've been into a shop and like tried on a few things, yep. exact same thing. Yeah. Just bullshit. I've, and then I found something that was like vaguely cool. Yeah. And then it's ended up spending a hundred bucks on a leather jacket that's kind of too big for me. Yeah. And you probably don't wear it. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to wear it just so I don't feel like shit about it. But y- yeah, I think, um, hang on one sec. Let's get a beer. Oh yeah. Let's get a beer. Edgy smile. Come back, baby. All right. We're back. We've got a beer. Um, since we got a beer as well, Tom has put on another layer because it got a tiny bit chillier and you've put on the leather jacket you were just speaking about. Yeah, and your reaction was just confirmed all of my suspicions. <laughs> Did it? Yeah. I tried to hide it. You didn't do a very good job. Didn't I? For an actor, you didn't do a very good job. I know, I'm shit at, I'm shit at, I'm shit at lying. I just walked out and I said, this is the jacket and just saw in your, in your eyes, like how, yeah. sh- how shit you think it is. Well, but you were polite. I just think that like every time I see you, you look so sharp and well-dressed. And I've never been like, oh, that's a questionable outfit. And so I saw that jacket on you. It just doesn't deserve to be on you, to be honest. Do you know what I mean? Do you want to buy it? Nah. Yeah. It doesn't deserve It's a bit Tony Soprano, right? It's yeah, a little bit. It's got jacket. a bit of puff and wrinkle. Yeah, it's not nice. It's puff and wrinkle, but it's 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 got a nice finish. It's not all cracked and like... It's real leather. It's it's actually nice. No, I don't but, doubt it, man. But you said it's just one of those NQR purchases, <laughs> <laughs> which is so true. Well, yeah. Well, I'm just confirming what you said. Confirmation bias. Someone told me, I can't remember who, but when you're up shopping or at one of those vintage places, if it's not a fuck yeah, it's a fuck no. I love that rule. How good is that? Yeah. Yeah, it's... it. Um, like that's a really great way of putting it and remembering it. Because I feel like I play by that rule, generally. Me too, I try to. You try to and then you sometimes... You slip up. <laughs> you come home with a leather jacket. You can't and I knew as something. soon as I got in the car, like, I could have just taken it back then and there. But yeah. I knew straight away. But you paid eight bucks for it or something? I paid... Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 80. That rule... Was it 80. I think it was close to 100. It was okay. 95. <laughs> so shit. Yeah. Still got and I was seat. broke for the rest of the week as well. I couldn't buy <laughs> <Yeah>. groceries. <laughs> I just actually needed a new jacket and that's no reason to buy one. Yeah. You should buy one when you don't need it. Yeah. Because then you get, get something that's probably half cool mm. and not this miserable bit of dead cow that I'm wearing on the, my fucking yeah. back. You got to... Um, I think it is important to love the clothes that you own. That's why I think it's hard for me to buy shit because I, I see stuff that sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I can imagine wearing that. But I'm like, but no. if it's not a fuck yeah, it's a fuck no. Yeah. I, I also hold on to shit that I buy, but I've been purging recently just based on whether or not it fits right. Mm. Like I've got this sick shirt that's a little bit too small for me. What's the point in having it? It's no longer for you. No, it's not. Yeah. Someone deserves to be wearing it. Yeah, someone else needs that now. Yeah. Sometimes I've um, sent out uh, t- my old TNSW merch that I've worn. Really? For years to people on the Patreon. Really? Yeah, instead of binning it. That's great. I reckon that's a, a fun thing to do. 
Oh, that's the other thing as well. How many band shirts have you accumulated over the years? I, I, I'm not very good at keeping them, to be honest, man. That's the thing, though. Like your mate, you go see your mates; they give you a mm. band shirt. You've got like twenty white t-shirts in the drawer. Yeah, and then or if you can't the take scene, them to the black. op shop because how devastated is your best mate going to be when he goes in there and he's yeah, but they might not know it's it. you. Well, my friend sent me a picture of a TNSW shirt in the op shop once. <laughs> I reckon it's kind of an honor. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but I I've just been so many band shirts, and they're like good friends and stuff but like I ended up just with so many yeah too many and it's just too many it's just taking up space my wardrobe's already overflowing with garbage yeah not that that's garbage but you know something's got to go something's got to give t-shirts are something you can definitely have too many of exactly I'm not going to throw up my laptop box you know and that lives in my cupboard so you might resell that iPhone I might you might resell your AirPods keep the box hate AirPods can't use them really mm. they just worm their way out of your ears don't they <laughs> They just never work. Right. I, I, I'm trusting the cord. I like the cord. That's fair enough. Yeah. Bluetooth, like, I remember when Bluetooth first came out and everyone was worried about 3G brain cancer kind oh, of yeah. shit from it. But now it's back. Yeah. No one cares. No one talks about it. That's all, that's all it takes to introduce a potentially deadly idea. Just... Yeah. Sustain it for a few years and then everyone will get bored of talking about it. Yeah, like the pandemic and yeah, the war that's happening and yeah. shit. Yeah. I realized the other day how little, how closely I was following everything until... To begin with, yeah. Yeah, to begin with. Yeah. And then now I'm so oblivious. Yeah. I know it's disgusting, quite frankly. I'm such a dead shit. No, it's not... Just, look, I think that's... You're speaking for the, the vast majority there, really. It's, that's how it fucking goes. Yeah, I just I purposely avoid reading the news because it makes me depressed. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's yeah, it's a fucking crazy world out there. Yeah, a robot snapped a child's finger the other day in chess. I did hear about yeah. that one actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, not much good stuff happening on those shows. Um, lots of good stuff happening on this show though. Oh, so much! This show's going off. Um, Tom, we've got to finish it there because I got to go to sound check. I might come to sound check. Yeah, nice. May as well. You'll drop me down there. Yeah. It's only five minutes from here. So close. I love that. Welcome to Frio. You haven't had too many beers to drive, have you? Nah. No. I had three. Exactly. Over a couple of hours. Three exactly. hours. <laughs> Fine, mate. Exactly. We've um, got bikes as well. We could always ride our bikes. No, nah, I don't think so. I think we should drive. Mm. Um, I just want to give a quick um, shout out. I- I'm going to be doing a Patreon. Well, no, the truth be told, I've done a Patreon already with Todd. It's next. It's a really fun chat. Todd saw a movie star in Ithaca. I'm not going to say which one, but it's a. This person is a big deal, and Todd saw this person in Ithaca. Um, we also talked about um, my week on set this week. I did an acting job this week, Tom. I was and actually going to ask you what that was. Yeah, told some stories from that as well. So if you're not on the Patreon, you can sign up at patreon.com forward slash What a Great Punk, or download the Patreon app and search What a Great Punk, and we do bonus bonus apps there every week um, just like this one and so yeah uh, for those who are signed up I'll see you on the Patreon for those who are not catch you next week thanks for coming on the pod thanks again for having me as always it's been a pleasure Um, alright see you later bye